Well, a little less recession concern today, but will it last? Probably not. Certainly equities are pushing higher, though. Commodity prices are higher as well, and we're back at 3% for 10-year Treasury yields. It's not been a good 24 hours if your name is Boris Johnson, though. He's lost his job and his nice house in the country just after the wedding party invites had gone out. Uh, That's bad news for him. And jobs in the U.S. still strong in the weekly numbers, but maybe signs of weakening there. And non-farm payrolls tonight will give us a clearer picture. Plus, China ready to inject a lot of cash to help the economy bounce back. It's Friday, the 8th of July, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. equities have definitely found a direction, and that direction is up for now. In fact, they've been up for uh, four days in a row, but this is probably the strongest. Well, it is the strongest day. The Nasdaq is up 2.2%, the S&P 500 up 1.4%, the Dow 1.1%. Uh, we didn't see many gains at all uh, yesterday, did we? Energy stocks doing well. The same deal for Europe. They're on the up there as well. The Eurostoxx 50 is up uh, 2%, up the same for the DAX, uh, 1.1% for the FTSE 100. And bond yields up again today, quite a bit. Eight basis points for 10-year Treasury yields in the US. They're at 3.01%. Two years are at 3.05%, so inverted for the third day in a row. In Europe, 10-year German bunds are up 11 basis points, 10 basis points in France, and more in Southern Europe, up 23 basis points for Greek 10-year bond yields, for example. Meanwhile, the US dollar, well, it was edging higher ever so slightly today, but it's fallen back a little now. Uh, But the Aussie dollar has managed a 0.9% gain uh, at 68.5%. Four US cents. The pound is up 0.8%. Thanks, Boris. And the euro down 0.2%. We've got a big jump in oil as well. WTI. Well, it was over 5% up, still 4% up this morning. Brent was also close to 5%. It's up uh, at 3.6% now at 104.3. A uh, complete turnaround from where we were yesterday. And that's what's happening a lot, isn't it? Uh, so Gavin Friend is uh, with me from NAB in London today. Gavin, I want to talk about all of this, about what appears to be a bit of a rise in sentiment today and whether it's going to last. But first of all, I know you're dying to tell us the, the Boris factor. Uh, he has resigned... But he's not leaving just yet, is he? Yes, good morning, Phil. I think the UK seems an apt place to start um, today's show, given um, Boris has formally tendered his resignation, as you say. Um, He'll remain in office for a little while. 24 hours ago, of course, you know, he he was digging his heels in. But uh, as we we commented, the UK's parliamentary system, you know, makes it it a pretty foregone conclusion that he would only be able to uh, stay that in a position for you know into early next week at the, at the latest really in the event he's he's taken the decision to stand down and pass the baton to someone else the process of selecting a new party leader um and thereby um prime minister will be two stage mps will whittle down the field um which could be somewhere between 10 and 20 sort of runners and riders um, mm. looking at what's coming out so far um, via a sort of process of knockout rounds and likely specific percentage uh, thresholds um, that they'll have to make to make it quicker. So when will, that it, all, ex- when, when will it all be over? When will they have certainty in the UK? And what, and what is the, what's the market reaction to it all? How, cause of yeah, the- I mean, the, the, they'll get this first stage done um, by the 21st of July because that's mm. when Parliament breaks for the summer recess. The final... Two will go into a head-to-head decided by the sort of uh, paid-up Conservative Party members. There's about 100,000 of them. They Currently, they won't make that decision until probably somewhere in August in time for the House to come back on the 5th of September. And that's all well and good, uh, but it does mean that the, the Conservative Party 
you know, is, is without a sort of a, an elected leader yeah. um, for a gap of possibly two months. And, and, and he's a caretaker, so what can he do? Because there was some talk, wasn't yeah. there, about he was going to make mm. these major decisions next week in terms of tax cuts and all that sort of stuff. But I understand yeah. at, a, at a meeting today, he said no major fiscal decisions are going to be left for the next UK leader. So he's not uh, going to do absolu- that. That's absolutely right. But of course, we are in something of a crisis. It's the, it's the worst, you know, sort of um, cost of living crisis since the 1950s. Mm. And, you know, you know, the war in the war yeah. in Ukraine rages. Defence and security issues could come up, and the yeah. question arises: Is can the can a caretaker prime minister take action in these? Question mark. Nobody really knows. Um, so it, we might find, um, you know, over the next sort of you know days or so, a couple of weeks, that um, decisions are are made to kind of bring that you know that process forward and more quickly rather than have some sort of conservative party navel gazing yeah into into the ideal candidate well vladimir putin will be loving this won't he because i mean he's been saying today that you know that russia is there for the long fight the ft reporting today that russia is about to introduce greater state state control over private businesses and workers so they can ramp up the repair of weapons and military equipment and we've got putin today saying when it comes to ukraine the west has got to realize they haven't even started anything in earnest yet so you know still talking the talk so i mean he will be very happy about that news so i think you're right there's going to be something because obviously uh the uk was a very big supporter to ukraine uh, and uh, that relationship needs to be built on so uh, well i mean so that brings us to the market kind of reaction and where we go from here because i mean sterling's had a pretty good day really in terms of major currencies you know that kind of suggests that there was a little bit of negativity there in terms of the process that was going on um and you know i think more importantly people are now looking to whoever takes over um you know the idea of tax cuts which might help easy fiscal policy help the economy out of its out of its hole um and and thereby that might in turn lead the bank of england to need to, need to be a bit more aggressive on rates that's another potential small prop for sterling but it's all got to be weighed against the idea that the UK is really stagnating on growth at the moment, and you've got to question that. You've also got to question that narrative in terms of we've got a way to go to, to choose this leader. It's it's not at all clear who it's going to be. If, for instance, it were former Chancellor Rishi Sunak, um, who got the job as either leader or chancellor, um, he'd not want to go anywhere near uh, aggressive fiscal easing. Um, so, you know, you can scotch that idea uh, mm. in one. Maybe, though, that's a reason to suggest that he won't get the final nod. It, as I said, this is well, decision is made by the party members yeah. who who have a who have a um, sort we of a, a pro Brexit Brent and also a sort of an idea of self preservation for the party. I mean, that's the the history of the Tory you know party we, in the exactly. UK. We could talk about it forever, couldn't we? It's not going to be Rishi Sunak, by the way. He broke the law. He was he's he's was uh, just a, along with Boris Johnson. I, d- I doubt he would get it. But anyway, let's let's move on because there's so much else going on today as well. So uh, the UK. Uh, let's just summarise it and say the UK in no man's land, and that's a dangerous place to be for an economy like that right now, isn't it? But what about the UK, uh, the US? So market sentiment generally, how we make sense of those numbers they introduced? The, the the inversion in US bond yields suggests recession concerns, but we've got oil back on the ride, uh, rise, suggesting you know we've got growing demand expectations, and you know ten year yields are back over three uh, percent, and then we've got equities on the rise as well. So there's obviously a much more positive attitude. And I wonder whether that came from the the, the jobless claims numbers, which uh, you know didn't change a great deal. So we're not. So I don't know what you read into that. Do you say, well, okay, that's that that's good because more people are work, or do you say, well, no, the fact that they're not uh, uh, going down means we've still got a tight labour market, which means we, uh, you know, we're still going to see the Fed going full throttle. Mm. 
I mean, there's 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 not a lot, an awful lot out on the day. Mm. We have had this, you know, influx of. Um, you know, weaker data recently. Um, uh, but then you look at the, the numbers mid this week, the ISM services, that was a kind of a, a refreshing uh, turn in that, if you like, in terms of wasn't anywhere near as weak as people expected. And it looked better relative to its peer group. Um, and, you know, we've had this um, onslaught of very, you know, um, sort of hawkish rhetoric from the Fed. Um, the minutes 24 hours ago, they kept that uh, language on about tightening, you know, uh, policy aggressively. Yeah. Some people, I think, are looking at that as a sort of a quite a, a dated view now. But then you look at comments from Christopher Waller today, and uh, you know he is, um, you know, still pushing for seventy-five basis points at the next meeting, probably fifty in September. So be, James so be up to three percent by three percent by yeah. September on that basis. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and so you know, I think you know, as we've said before. Um, it's too early. Whatever, whatever the Fed thinks um, about the weakening in, in some of the data that they see and the, the financial conditions that are tightening, it is too early for them to blink. Um, you know, a lot of people expect them to blink, but too early to do so. And that's why you're seeing that, that sort of rhetoric. And I guess it's a question mark over whether what we're seeing Thursday with the, um, you know, back up mm. in yields, better commodity prices and, um you know, equities are rallying. You've got a question mark of how sustainable that is, because there is still some way to go. <laughs> Everything is up and down, isn't it? Jobless we, claims. We, well, you talk about jobless claims. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So they ticked up a little bit. Two hundred thirty-five versus two hundred thirty-one. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is tentative evidence that the U.S. labour market, while still tight, is cooling. I mean, average earnings. We'll find this out later today or off their highs. Mm. You know, we've had the reports from the technical and retail sector of quite high job losses. Um, and we'll see today. We'll see later today if the pace of job gains uh, in the non-farm payroll calls a bit. You could argue that higher rates, tighter financial conditions, you know, the lower level of stocks, etc., the higher cost of living that we're seeing is all eating up excess savings of Americans, and you know, even reduced pensions. And that might well see it might well tempt some. Uh, America's back into the labour market, you know, higher participation. That will be a good thing, mm. but it could also push up unemployment. Yeah. We're not seeing it yet. We didn't. We didn't really see that in uh, Thursday's uh, 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 weekly claims numbers. Clearly, though, that is um, a data set to watch as we go forward. I now, think I was looking for the ADP numbers because, of course, those ADP employment numbers normally come out the day before the uh, uh, the non-farm payrolls, but they've stopped them uh, temporarily. They're uh, revising they them. A more more robust, high and frequency we, view of the labour market yes. is what they're saying. Can't wait. Yes. So it's going to be better, uh, more believable. Thirty first of August is when they start again. So look, we had uh, trade numbers for the US and for Australia. So it was an eight point eighty five. 5.5 billion deficit in May for for the UST. I mean, you look at those uh, that trade deficit in the United States. Obviously, they haven't had one for a long, long time. A, a trade surplus, but you look at how that deficit has uh, has increased during the pandemic and beyond. Whereas Australia, obviously, the opposite way, much higher than anticipated uh, yesterday. 13.2 billion. Uh, in April, that was actually uh, revised up from 10.5 billion, uh, rising to 16 billion in May. So we, and that is a rise in imports, but a far bigger rise in exports. So, is that why we're seeing the Aussie dollar doing so well this morning? Well, certainly the uh, the trade picture. I mean, a lot of this is coming. Yeah, export um, volumes are up, but this is a value story as well, of course, mm, you know, yeah. because of the price of these commodities, particularly sure. coal and LNG, and that terms of trade is one supportive 
it can be on occasions when risk is positive and it's a, you know on thursday we're talking about exactly that why the aussie can do a little bit better but we all know that when we move into risk off phases you know the aussie will decline with every other currency despite the very healthy terms of trade situation in australia so you know i don't think we can you know uh, carve out any particular line on that it's an encouraging story um, and I, if you dig into the detail it's also encouraging from the point of view there is a sort of a, a tentative pickup in the increase of the value of tourism as well so mm. you know that's inbound travel um, versus um, versus outbound travel so all these things are starting to pick up as the economy starts to gain steam yeah. just switching gears to you talking about the US deficit um, I would I would point out I mean we were looking for reasons for why the market is positive today yes the US has had a huge trade deficit but actually over the last two months it has shrunk quite dramatically mm. um, and you know for the data out on Thursday for May, uh, showed even though we, we we were forewarned this in the advanced numbers a couple of weeks ago, it, it shows you that that big reduction um, is yeah. is being is being is, is held, and all else equal, it will mean that um, there will be less of a sort of a negative drag from net trade on uh, US GDP numbers. Yeah, because it was eighty five. It was eighty five point five in May, wasn't it? In March, it was one hundred eight billion. So that is quite a big exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and of course, the trade numbers are subject of much debate at the moment. Sorry, the, the, the GDP numbers, as we think, start to think about a technical recession and whether that mm. is relevant at all and uh, what happens. Makes after a bit of sense. Yeah. Now, normally we wouldn't focus too much on, uh, attention on the inflation rate in the Netherlands, but I'm going to mention it briefly because no inflation month on month in June. It was actually falling in May and year on year from. March to June, it's gone from 9.7% down to 8.6%. We'd like more of that. Uh, so maybe, you know, that's a sign that if they're doing well, maybe that'll flow onto other countries. But but the ECB minutes, uh, you know, that was another one of those central bank meetings where the, the flavour was very much about raising rates, perhaps faster than it had been envisaged, wasn't it? It was, um, you know, gradualism. They said shouldn't be shouldn't mean small and slow slow steps. They're they're worried. Uh, they, it sounds like they're getting increasingly worried about the labour market tightness. Their jobs are surprisingly robust, um, and some members want the option of a larger fifty basis point rise on the agenda for for July. Um, th- there was a warning, if you like, a, a pushback against that, saying that you know if you go to too quickly, um, then that could set uh, the risk of a sort of an excessive market reaction. They want it always. It seems the, the, the focus, though, I think, was on this um, new three-letter acronym for the new fragmentation tool, the transmission protection mechanism. They have a shiny name for it, um, but they don't actually have all the details yet, and they're not sure they're going to have them in place for the 21st of July meeting. Mm. We know comments from, you know, the Bundesbank and, and others in Northern Europe are not at all sure about the validity of this thing and, and, and what the sort of, you know, parameters of it should be. Mm. Well, no, exactly. So, and I think this is setting them up really for a fall. Yeah. If they haven't got it in place, I mean, they're, they're trying to come out with language that sounds like that if the bazooka is big enough, markets won't da- dare to go there. Um, at the moment, they're also letting it be alone, known that the bazooka isn't big enough, you know, So, because they don't have the details. There's, there's a debate about what to do about it. And we know that the, the, the sort of fallback system that's going to be used in the first couple of months until the system is up and running, the PEP program maturities, doesn't really have sufficient maturities to really 
you know, if the market were to really test it, we're running at something like 12 to 17 billion a month in maturities. Yeah. That's not enough. That's not enough if there was a real market attack. So you do need this mechanism, but you also need to know how it's going to work, what are the mechanics of it, and that it's and it's big and you don't go there. I love this idea of gradualism actually not being in that slow. So we can have very fast gradualism. That's interesting, isn't it? I love I love central banks and the way they use language. Uh, look, we get uh, wholesale inventories for the US uh, for May tonight. Uh, also, US consumer credit. We get inflation in China as well. Uh, actually, last month, they actually had one month of deflation. So they're a long way from where the rest of us are. But interestingly, just mentioning China before we go, a $220 billion stimulus program or thereabouts, 1.5 trillion won of special bonds. It's not confirmed yet, but they're talking about it, which would be given to local governments so that they could fund infrastructure spending so they can get out there in between lockdowns and get building to help get the economy moving again. Yeah, I mean, again, we need to see the detail. We need to see whether it becomes actual policy. Yeah. Uh, it's like a in, in prospect, anything like that, when you think about the three areas of the world, whether it's a China-led Asia, whether it's Europe or whether it's the US, they've all got problems at the moment. And the and markets, investors are, are desperate for somewhere mm. to look a little bit stronger and look like it can perhaps you know, act as a crutch for the other two areas. Yeah. Um, the, the US, I mean, is still strong, but it's heading into a downturn. So we just need, you know, we need, we need any port in a storm, if you like. And Boris's problem is he's got to make sure he stands, uh, stays in number 10 long enough so he can have his wedding party that he's already sent the invites out uh, for, to, to, take, to place it, take place at Chequers. Because if he's out of there, he's going to have to find another venue, which he'll have to pay for himself. He won't want that to happen, will he? I think that's part of the, you know, the argument is that's part of the reason he wants to hang on. Uh, keep his wife happy, which we've all got to do, haven't we? Uh, good to talk, Gavin. We'll catch you again uh, next time. And do you feel? You know, we have been looking for markets to get some sort of direction, haven't we? They've been up and down, and now the UK, well, they are totally rudderless for the moment. That's it for the morning call for this week. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. See you then. Have a great weekend. 